Hi, this is Marlene Goldman, Managing and Destinations Content Director for Meetings Today, and welcome to our Meetings Today podcast. We're here with Michelle Milligan, National President for the Society of Government Meeting Professionals, discussing how the U.S. federal government shutdown is affecting meeting planners and the industry. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. Thank you for having me. First, I wanted to start, um, what impact is the government shutdown having on government meetings that you're hearing about? Well, so far, what we've heard about is um, there have been some conferences canceled. There's been some in San Francisco canceled, as well as planners are kind of struggling, rushing to either find replacement speakers if they had um, people from the affected department scheduled to attend and be presenters. So they're either canceling sessions or they're having to find new last minute presenters. And then of course, some of those same affected departments are unable to travel. So like um, there's a major weather conference that's upcoming and in the past 400 scientists from NOAA came um, and those, uh, those people will not be attending this year because um, their travel has been completely restricted. So that's a lot of attendees. That's a pretty big conference. So 400 people may not, they may not feel it, but a lot of those were also leading sessions. So they're either canceling those sessions or having to find new leaders. And this is mostly with government meetings that you're talking about? Yeah, those were specific to government meetings um, or or meetings where government employees are attending with the weather conference that's not specific to just government, but that's like um, an international weather conference that's held. I think it's the largest conference of its kind that's held on a regular basis. How is it affecting planners and suppliers? Um, Are they getting affected differently? Yeah, they are getting affected differently. A lot of it's going to be dependent on what the cancellation clauses were. Um, One of our board members mentioned that um, she's a contract planner, so she gets funding through the government to put on um, conferences for government. And so she makes sure that in her contracts, there's a cancellation clause that allows for if the government declares a shutdown that she can cancel without penalty. But not all suppliers or all hoteliers will allow for that kind of cancellation clauses. So for some, if they can't have that cancellation clause, then the federal government's still on the hook for whatever was contracted, regardless of whether the, um, the conference is is held either way. So that's a major impact. So even though these conferences may not occur, you still have where money is being spent. Um, I think the other piece is a lot of suppliers will work with planners. Like once the, if they know something has to be canceled because of the shutdown, then they'll work with them to try and negotiate the best that they can for different dates. Um, Planners that have stuff that's kind of in the near future are, if they're in an affected department, they may be sitting at home not able to finish all their planning. So once the government gets completely back to work, then they're going to be rushing to get everything set up for the upcoming conference or meeting. And are you hearing about a wider impact on the industry, not just government meetings, but other meetings as well? I think there will be a wider impact because, again, like with that um, that International Weather Conference, that was only a portion of their attendees are government employees. Um, I believe also like PCMA was ex- ex- um, 
quoted recently about their annual conference and um, that they're losing attendees because government employees can't attend. But it was not just a government conference. I mean, it was a much broader meeting-focused conference. Um, But anywhere, you could also have where maybe it's a completely external event, like not related to the government, but maybe your reception or something was going to be at one of the um, national museums. Well, a lot of them are closed. So now you're struggling to find a new venue for your event. So that could have been completely unrelated to government and you were just using a governmental location for your event. Wow. Are you hearing from any federal government planners who aren't getting paid? I haven't heard anything directly, but um, I think we can all understand if you went without a paycheck for you know, any amount of time that there could be some significant hardship. It's not something that you necessarily plan for, you know, that suddenly you're not going to get a paycheck. Um, And there's different pieces within the federal government. So there are those people that are completely furloughed. um, And then you have other people that are classified as either essential or exempt um, or accepted and are required to work. So there's different categories. and those people that are furloughed then are not working and not being paid. Um, then others are working and being paid as usual if they're in that um, essential or exempt departments. And then others are strictly working without pay. So it really depended on the classification that your particular job falls into and if you're in one of those departments that are affected. I guess it's more confusing with the partial shutdown than a whole shutdown. It definitely is because I was speaking to another board member and it one of the things we realized is that depending on how long the shutdown goes on, you could start having effects um, within other government, um, like trickling down to state government or even local government. If you're getting federal funds from one of those particular departments, um, each individual state or municipality could decide whether they're going to continue to pay their employees, hoping that the feds, you know, will straighten everything out, or they could also furlough state employees or, you know, or a contractor, just a complete different agency could decide to pay that their employees or not, depending on the shutdown. Are there other glitches happening that we haven't discussed. I mean, that's confusing enough, but any other (laughs) unintended consequences? (laughs) I'm not sure if we'll know all the consequences until it's all said and done. Um, I was um, talking to my boyfriend um, last night and he said that a lot of um, states have decided to continue to service national parks that are in their locations because people are just going into the parks because there's no rangers and going like off-road where they're not supposed to go. So I think this is primarily probably out west and just destroying our national landmarks. So I think that's like a, you know, we think about all the meetings and and things like that. We're not, we don't think about our national treasures and, and the impact that this can have on it because there's no rangers. Right. And some people do use park facilities for their meetings. So I think that would integrate there too. Absolutely. Okay. And what point does this become a major inconvenience or just some sort of 
quote, death spiral? (laughs) You know, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, we would all hope that our federal government would work together and come up with a solution that benefits everyone. I would say it's definitely an inconvenience to some. I'm not quite sure those people that are not going to get paychecks are going to think of it as an inconvenience versus potential death spiral. Right. Can you give some actionable items what planners can do? Yeah. So I think some things that um, planners can do is really check out your contracts. Um, Make sure that you have some contingencies in there. Um, Most suppliers will work with you. So I think really talking to your suppliers, I mean, it's not like we don't know that this is going on. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that it could affect different um, areas within the marketplace. So just really having discussions with your suppliers to try and work things out. Um, I think that that's one benefit of SGMP is that our suppliers and planners work really good together and develop those relationships. So it's it's easy to, to come to a solution that will still benefit the hotel and make sure that revenue is coming in, but also help the planner out in um, in making sure their meeting actually does occur or to avoid attrition or um, cancellation fees. And I think everyone, once we, everyone gets back to work, then it's likely going to be a lot of extra work. So I would tell planners to be prepared for that um, because you're going to be playing catch up and trying to get everything done. What about suppliers? Any advice? I think for suppliers, like um, being willing to reach across the table and say, hey, I can help you out. This is, you know, I've already been um, talking to our general manager and these are some options that we have available for you. So and I think that a lot of suppliers will do that because it really does take both sides to get the meetings um, scheduled and set up and things like that. So um, I think everyone will be willing in that category to work together to achieve the best, um, the best future plan. Okay. Do you have any thoughts on what might happen if the industry, in the industry, if this shutdown drags on? Um, well, in, um, I was doing a little research and in 2013, that shutdown that was not as long, um, actually cost the travel association. They, um, estimated that it cost the travel industry $2.2 billion, um, so which is not a small amount. And depending on how long this goes, it could be higher than that. So I think those are some long-term consequences that could occur. The other piece of it is, is you know, because it's not a full um, shutdown, you have departments that are able to still book meetings and sign contracts and schedule things. But if they continue to do their job, the optics are bad, right? Because you have other departments that are completely shut down and this department over here is spending money. So um, I think those are some consequences that I'm not sure where things will end up if it takes, um, if the shutdown continues for an extended amount of time. Are there any other ways your organization is preparing in case that happens? We're actually in the process of going through national elections, and we extended our time frame because a lot of governmental 
um, federal government employees, you know, don't have access to their emails. So that's one thing we're doing. Um, we've also talked about internally for memberships that need to be renewed that, um, you know, will extend that process because they can't necessarily get to their emails. And I think that all of us, again, reaching out to the national board or even their local chapters, um, individually, they can assist with um, connecting with suppliers that might be able to help them out of a bind. Because again, for SGMP, it really is about relationships and, and helping each other out. Okay, thank you. I think everyone's going to need that once this ends. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I think that pretty much covers everything. I guess I would say that, you know, um, we really feel for all of the individuals that aren't getting or potentially not going to get paychecks and really hope for a resolution, that a resolution is reached in the near future. Yes. Well, thanks, Michelle, for joining us. You can check out meetingstoday.com for a variety of other podcasts relating to the meetings industry and check our website for up-to-date news on the shutdown. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you.